Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me as always, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, and so uh, so I'm grateful for that. I'll try and use it wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. For those of y'all that continue to support over on Patreon, thank you. For those of y'all that continue to leave encouraging notes on social media online, thank you as well. It was a busy weekend, and yet I can't figure out anything that I just really have to. I didn't get any time in the garden. Got a little bit of yard work done, so that was good. Yeah, I think that was about it. (laughs) Nothing too interesting, for whatever reason, the last couple days. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it and share it. Thank you for all the many blessings, the bounties which you have bestowed upon each of us individually and as a nation together. Thank you for our founders the men and women who have gone before us in our own families and just in our national family and have given so much their lives, uh, their money, their resources, their time, sweat, blood, and tears, who have sacrificed so much, suffered so much for our country. Help us to carry on those principles of your son that they enshrined in our nation. Help us to get our priorities in order to focus on what you want us to focus on. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Forgive us our support of evil. Forgive us our selfishness and our pride, our laziness and cowardice for Pretending like you can't see what we do. Guide our leaders, president, vice president, Supreme Court judges, governors, senators, representatives, admirals and generals in the military. Be with our law enforcement, our firefighters across the country, those who protect us. Be in our Our communities and our schools help us to turn them back to you. Help us to trust in you and lean on on you, Father. In your son's name we pray and please guide my words. Amen. We're going to go back to fonts. Uh, This is again out of the book of patriotism. Uh, The little 
speech given by Reverend Fonts out of the Young Folks Library. We're going to, you know, I, I haven't, I don't think, uh, but there's, this is, I've said this before from 1901 to 1902, but there's all these volumes, poems, brave deeds, famous explorers, uh, school and college days, myths and legends, sea stories, natural history, uh, all of these leaders of men or history told in biography, famous fairy tales, uh, there's all these books. This is what used to be uh, considered important and and is what's important, you know, like the Bible in school. Our founders talked about this. Uh, I get hit on that so often about us being a secular nation, separation of church and state, which is nowhere in the Constitution or the Declaration and you know, Fisher Ames, who actually gave the wording of the freedom of religion in the First Amendment, wanted the, knew the Bible had to be the primary textbook. Uh, Jefferson selected the Bible as the primary textbook when he was in charge of schools in Washington, I believe. And so, so many others talked about the fact that you know, if we don't teach these principles to our children, Benjamin Rush comes to mind. And the fact that our Constitution and our laws were all based upon uh, the Bible and the teachings therein. President Truman, FDR, they come to mind. Uh, at any rate, you know, what we teach our children is incredibly important, or what we fail to teach them. Uh, the standards that we hold or don't hold. You know, there's a proverb in the Bible. I probably mentioned it here a time or two, but it talks about the fact that if we see people stumbling toward death, toward destruction, I can't remember exactly how it's phrased, and we don't do anything to hold them back, God sees that. Well, We've allowed for decades our children to stumble on toward destruction. And, and we've just been going along with it. Oh, you think we need to kick God out of school? Well, I guess we do. Uh, and you think that we need to let women murder their own babies? Well, I guess we do. And you think that we need to pretend like men and women are the same or let men sleep with men and women sleep with women and encourage that and Pretend that men and, men and women can change their physical appearance and suddenly be a man or a woman the opposite. Well, I guess we need to go along with that. And you think we need to divide kids based on race, critical race theory, identity politics, you know, and treat them based on their skin, color of their skin. Well, I guess we do. And you think we need to have certain accommodations for some kids, give them extra credit, extra time, extra help, and not others in schools. Well, I guess we do. And we can discipline certain children that are considered normal, but you know, those ones that, oh, they just, they're not quite normal. We're going to give them all these uh, get out of jail free cards. Well, I guess we do. We've been not only watching, but partaking in our children stumbling toward this cliff for decades. 
and our nation too. And if we think that God doesn't see that, well, we're sorely, sorely mistaken. And so, you know, you think, oh, this book of patriotism from 120 years ago, what relevance could that possibly have? It has a lot of relevance. And these lists of other books have a lot of relevance, right? And, and we've got to get back to this, folks. We've got to get back in education to this. It's why in both in our culture and in our public schools, it's why the school choice bills are so important. That's why I, I, so many parents across the nation, so many people, they see something's wrong and they just can't quite figure out what to do about it. But they know that the path we're on isn't the right one. In fact, we may just take a day the next day and, uh, and talk about if we're really going to fix education, what we need to do. But we're going to go ahead here, read another couple sections out of this book of uh, patriotism, this fonts excerpt. The second thing, we talked about the, the freedom is the first thing, and he's talking about what makes a patriot right and how important that is. The second thing for which our country stands is this, education and enlightenment. Every June, I go back to my alma mater in the city of Providence and take my stand in the old college procession, marching down the hill to the strains of the old commencement march, heard in only one city of the world and on only one day in the year. And then we walk up into the quaint old church, facing a tablet containing those quaint and venerable inscriptions. This meeting house was built for the worship of God and to hold commencements in. That is the way our fathers put church and school together. When they built a church, it was for college to hold its commencements in. When they built a college, there was always a place for the church in it. Folks, it's just that sums up so much right there. That was the way our fathers put church and school together. When they built a church, it was for college to hold its commencements in. And when they built a college, there was always a place for the church. Not a mosque, not a temple for Judaism or Hinduism or Buddhism or Islam. A church, a Christian church. You want to talk about the relationship between church and state, the real relationship, not the lie that we've been fed for the last seven to eight to nine decades. The real relationship, the truth in our country is that Christianity, the principles of Jesus Christ, God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit have gone hand in hand since the founding, since before the founding. You know, the Harvard University founded in 1636, all knowledge without Christ was vain. That was what their founders believed when they founded Harvard University. The tie between our country and greatness is based on the tie between our country and Jesus Christ. We cannot have greatness in any form or fashion other than evil, tyranny, totalitarianism. If we do not have a relationship with God and Jesus Christ. For the left, the idea of getting rid of God completely is non-functional. For those that claim to be on the right that say that we want to be fiscally conservative, but socially liberal, we want to get rid of God. It's just as non-functional. 
there is no possibility of America remaining great if we don't have our tie back to God and Jesus Christ. And this is absolutely true in education. That was the truth. That's the truth of our founding relationship between God and school and education. I'll read that one more time. This is the way our fathers put church and school together. When they built a church, it was for college to hold its commencements in. When they built a college, there was always a place for the church in it. But we cannot all of us go to college, and therefore we make college come to us. Knowledge is not hidden away in any obscure corners, but is accessible today to every boy and every young man who wants it. If you are ignorant, it is because you want to be ignorant. For in America, knowledge is for everybody. All around us are free public schools. All around us are free libraries, constantly growing greater. Around us are free courses of lectures and concerts, where what one man knows is spread at the service of thousands. Around us are great institutions, like the Cooper Union and the Pratt Institute, to give knowledge to all who want it. Now, to believe in knowledge, to believe that it is not for the few but for everybody, to believe that education is for all the people, and to try and give it to all the people, that is to love our country. So a lot of people today, uh, the arguments that we hear uh, about school choice and uh, how bad public schools are, and we just need to go ahead and get rid of public schools, that's a non-starter too. That's just as foolhardy a notion as, as succeeding from the union. Uh, that's a failed ideology. Well, we've tried that secession, uh, and it failed miserably because the South had an Achilles heel. Uh, they rejected God and embraced slavery, uh, regardless of what their sentiments were on the issue, whether they thought they were serving him or not. You can see the end result. Uh, and, and this idea of completely getting rid of public education, we're going to go back and we're only going to now let a very select few have good education. I mean, that's really what we're doing now, folks. That's why it's not working. We have people, people that have the means to educate their children outside of public education are. But the vast majority of people in our country today don't. And, and there's a whole other conversation, a legitimate conversation to be had there about uh, the fallacy of turning into two, a two-income society and how much damage that has done to take women out of the home uh, and, and this lie that feminism has sold that women are somehow a failure to their gender or, or sex if they stay home and love their husbands and raise their children. But I mean, Lord, that's an ongoing topic. So I'm going to read this last little bit uh, for today from this Fonts speech. Another thing for which our country stands is religion. It is true there is no mention of God in the Constitution, and I rejoice that there is not, for I want no religion forced upon anybody. But there is no page of our history that you can possibly read without the mention of God. 
in the cabin of the Mayflower. You, you know, that, that's, that's a point, and I don't say it as well, but you don't have to be Christian in order to be an American. But there's no way you can read any page of our history, any of our greatness, any of the times when we did what was right throughout our history and not see God in it, not hear his name in it. And that's really, that's the lie that the left has done such a good job selling is not only that you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American, but that you shouldn't be a Christian if you're an American. That's the lie they've really managed to sell. And it is a lie. And when you look back at history and you know history, you see God running through every single page of our history. In the cabin of the Mayflower, the pilgrims began their solemn league and covenant in the name of God. Amen. In the Emancipation Proclamation, Lincoln said, Upon this act I invoke the considerate judgment of mankind and the gracious favor of Almighty God. Take out the fear of God from the Declaration of Independence, and you have taken out its backbone. In every Thanksgiving proclamation by which the President recognizes the bounty of God during the previous year, in the appointment of every Army and Navy chaplain and every chaplain for Congress, and for our state legislatures, we recognize the fact that, though we force religion upon nobody, this is fundamentally a religious people. Worship God as you choose, but see that you worship him. Go to church when and where you please, but see that you go. The man who does not revere religion, the man who does not respect Christianity, the man who does not feel honor and reverence for the Bible, the Sabbath, and the Christian God, he is out of tune with American history. The man who goes about this country to blaspheme Christianity is the true little American. And the man who is in sympathy with American tradition in the past and with American enterprise in the future will be the man who gives religion a large place in his heart and his life. The man who does not reverence religion, the man who does not respect Christianity, the man who does not feel honor and reverence for the Bible, the Sabbath, and the Christian God, he is out of tune with American history. The left today is very out of tune, and this includes your neighbors, your friends, your family, aunts, uncles, cousins, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, neighbors, people down the street, enemies, whatever you want to say, the people that don't reverence Christianity, the Bible, the Sabbath, God running through every page in our history, those are the people that are out of, out of step with American history, with truth, which makes sense because Jesus Christ explicitly tells us that he is the truth, right? And so... Don't ever think that you're the one that's wrong when you hold to the fact that God and Jesus Christ have been intimately involved in our nation. You're not. The people who refuse to acknowledge that, the people who want to refuse to acknowledge that, not only do refuse, but actually take pleasure in refusing to acknowledge that truth, that fact. Those are the people that are out of step with American history. 
all of this nonsense of separation of church and state, rejection of God, embracing of every possible uh, bigotry and, and sexual deviancy, all of this as good things, as good things. It's not that they didn't exist before, folks. It's not like we just created these sins, these horrors. They've been around. The difference today is that we have a large chunk of American citizens that embrace them as good. That's the difference. And, and if we're going to save this country, we've got to get back to the point where we have a shared set of core values and where those core values reject these evils that we've embraced today, particularly in education of our children, but just across the board, societally. There's a great little excerpt from C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity that just came to mind, and maybe we'll spend a little time on that later. I just realized what time it was. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.